All right, welcome back to another episode of Conversations <clears throat> with Jay. I got another special guest in the building. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. Yo, what the fuck is going on, man? I'm in here with Jay. It's the Mac God, Machiavelli, Young Jay Y, man. I'm in here, man. What's going on? Now, it's like before when we was off camera, you were saying we we familiar with each other, but we never actually got a chance to like really chop it up, chop it up. Yeah, and that's so crazy. But at the end of the day, all that shit be is just good energy. You feel me? You know how motherfuckers, you, 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 you just know you fuck with good people. That's why you fuck with them for a long time, even if you ain't never get to sit down and chop with them. That's why I fucked with you, bro. Now, I got a, um, I got a CD in my car, and it got a song that got you on it. It's an old-ass CD, but you was going crazy. You was like, um, you were like Macball, Finball, we all A1 niggas. You remember that? Yeah, yeah that's Trust None. Bro, you went crazy that's on that shit. Trust None. Shout out to my nigga Charlie. That's the, he shot the video. That's actually my first video I ever shot. That was like in 20, well, 20 something with a number. But that lets you know how far, you feel me, I go back fucking with your music. So, Because at that time, I don't want to say I saw the video yet. I think I just heard the song. You feel me? That's even more crazy. I appreciate that. The song ain't even go go too far. But I say the video, the video fake touched like 15K. Bro, and it's crazy because I connect with with music in a different way. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a blogger for Illinois right now. And it's hard for me to just... You know what I'm saying? Just take a submission and write about it. You know what I'm saying? If you go through my submissions and you look at them, you can see the ones I really fucked with compared to the ones I'm just blogging just to get something up there. Mm. You feel me? Your music was like, man, this nigga speaking facts. And and you could tell through certain people's music that certain shit authentic. And it ain't to be questioned. You know what I'm saying? So is that something that you pride yourself in? Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, something I pride myself in. I, I, like people that influenced my music, like when I was like, cause, cause first off, like I ain't one of them niggas that just started doing this shit. Like, bro, I've been doing this shit for fucking ever, for fucking ever. Like, it's tatted on me. I got mics and all type of crazy shit. Like, bro, I, I made my first song. I want to say when I was in like fourth grade. That's crazy. You feel me? And I was, I made a song about a girl. <laughs> Real shit. You, you had me? to though. I had to. Like, but from there, like, shit, shit, shit just really opened up for me, and it's like. I pride myself in it because it's like I really like went through my music a lot, so it's like I it's 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 hard for me to listen back on shit that's not authentic or not relevant. You know what I mean? Because I look at my shit like a catalog, you know, a catalog for my life. If you understand, like sometimes, like even now, like the song "Trust None," I go back and listen to that shit. Like, damn, that's the shit I was on when I was sixteen. You feel me? That's crazy you was 16, bro. <laughs> like, for real. You feel Because now like, you're making me feel like an old head and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's been a minute, though. You right. feel me? But that, that's how this shit goes. So, like, yeah, I, 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 I could say definitely yes to that question. And even when I listen to music, I, I never truly cared much about, like, like bars and shit. Like, niggas could, could have all the craziest bars ever. But, like, I always more so cared about what a motherfucker was saying in a rap. Right. You know, that's why I fuck with people like Meek Mill. I fuck with motherfuckers like Young Moody. I fuck with motherfuckers like shit. I mean, I, I like I fuck with a bunch of niggas for a bunch of different reasons, but it's like for that reason in particular, like a lot of niggas probably wouldn't say like, "Oh, that's the best rapper," but I fuck with them because of the uh, because of the authenticity I could pick up from what they saying. Right. You know what I mean? Now, was you born in Chicago? No, hell no. I was born in Ghana, West Africa. 
Oh shit. Yeah, I'm really Ghanaian, bro. Okay. Yeah, both of my parents is Ghanaian, but I came here when I was like I was like a year old. I came here with my OG. So you yeah. was fresh. Yeah. Have you ever went back? I went back one time when I was a shorty. I was like seven years old, but that's just crazy. And I still remember it vividly. So what was that experience like? Hot, my G. <laughs> it was hot, but no, the, the experience was crazy because it's like prior to, I had this notion, like I guess kind of like everybody else that was in America. Mm-hmm. Like I had this notion, I perceived Africa as this. In a certain type a certain of way. kind of way. And I got out there and it's like, damn, you know, folks really out here balling, G. I got out there like, damn, it's McDonald's out here too. You know what I mean? There's motherfucking stores out here too. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers out here going crazy. And and I got to see like the real, I got to see like the real difference in dynamic. Cause it's like, I had family out there that, that had real money. Mm-hmm. And then I got family out there that really was living really, really down, like in the bush. That's what they call it. The right. Bush. So you saw both. For sure. So you imagine you like it's vivid, bro. Cause I'm, I, I said I'm seven years old. You feel me? But I got a, I got a real good memory. But that shit was vivid. You feel right. me? Like my grandma, Prudence, God rest the dead. Like I only met my grandma one time, cause she was out in Ghana. Mm-hmm. But I swear to God, bro, like her spirit, her soul, just so it's so deep. Like it felt like that from that one time I met her. She was always with me. And she ain't passed probably until I got older in age. It's probably like maybe in my twenties. Right. Or maybe teens and shit but still it's just like i got to go out there and just 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 get some real different kind of energy bro now it's crazy because i want to go to africa one day you feel me that's like on my bucket list at the top Uh but for some reason we all have a painted picture of what africa is in our head even though we never physically been there we go off what we see in movies Mm -hmm. we go off to feed the children you know what i'm saying PSA that we see at certain times. So why do you think they only show Africa in a negative light? I feel like I feel like the reason that they do that is because when you do that, it creates a divide. You know, like fear is a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Fear is, is is a man thing too. You know, it's only in your mind. But if you got that fear, it's gonna prevent you from doing certain things. So it's like, I feel like that's the reason why they do that. So on both ends, there can be a fear of the unknown. Because it was even like that for me. Like, before I got out there, like I said, I had this perception of what I was going to run into. But that shit went out the window. Do you see yourself going back? I see myself going out there. Probably, like, when I get older, older, I see myself, what, what, really what my life plan is, bro, like, like most immigrants, (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna get this money, go out there and build some crazy shit. Right. Build some shit out here too, but I'm gonna go out there and, you know, fuck around and live for real. All right, now, when you, so you moved from Africa right to Chicago, right? Yeah. Now, growing Chicago. up in Chicago, how was that? Because we in two different, you know what I'm saying, age ranges, but I'm pretty sure our experiences are something similar depending on where you grew up at. Yeah, growing up. I, growing up in Chicago was you 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 really don't realize it until you leave, but it is crazy. But for a motherfucker that's been here all their life, it really is it's just it's just life. Everyday but, living. It's everyday living. But growing up in Chicago is crazy, dog. Like it's really crazy. Like that PTSD shit is really real. Like growing up in Chicago, just losing motherfuckers. 
Left and right. Left and right. Over the years, you just get you just got to list some motherfuckers that you can't fuck with no more. You can't talk to no more. It's crazy because growing up, you never looked at life like that. Like, damn, I'm gonna lose a, a friend. I'm gonna lose a cousin, or even have to deal with death at such a young age. Like you say, that's that's PTSD to the point where. You missing your favorite homie. You missing your favorite cousin. And there ain't nothing you could do about it. And you grow up with this mindset like, man, I, I just hope it don't be me. And half the time you go into summers and you be like, man, I hope don't none of my people die this summer type shit. And that's sad. And then another another thing that's sad too, it be the way motherfuckers be going. Because a, a lot of the shit that shit that niggas be doing nowadays just don't even be, it, it don't hold no weight. It don't even be justified. Bro. Right. Like, lot to you like i lost my first friend i was probably like nine years old to violence hell yeah that's fucked up nigga. but it ain't i ain't i couldn't internalize it fully because i was still a kid he was a little older than me you feel me he was 13 his name was isaiah right you feel me he's a gd i remember hold on hold on hold on isaiah he used to footwork he was left-handed he was left-handed he was caramel skin he used to have like Twisties and shit in his head. Around like Evans? He was from the north side. He from he from like uptown. Oh, okay. You feel me? But he be, he was a GD. You feel right. me? So he'd be around. You feel right. Me? But that's where I knew the nigga from. Because when I came, when I was in Chicago, like I was living up north of uptown probably like until maybe like third, fourth grade. Then I moved over there like close to 95th and shit. Right. You feel me? But yeah, that was my first friend that I lost. His ass ended up going to a party with a couple of his older homies and shit. You feel me? He got into it with some, um, with some, with some, with some SGDs, some, some, some Mexicans. You feel me over there in Humble Park? And then, man, look, shit, I didn't even find the article, but you know that shit was a long, long time ago. Motherfuckers said they stabbed him up like four or five times, and they shot him three times. That's crazy. You know that you got to deal with something at such a young age, but it also lets you know that that choosing. Well, we can't even say he chose the wrong path because he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, more than likely. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, the streets, like, it's impossible to avoid the streets when you grow up in on the south side, west side of Chicago. Like, you either affiliated or you in that shit. You know what I'm saying? So the bullshit going to get on your shoe at some point. Yeah, you either affiliated, you in that shit, or you a victim. And that's why I say growing up, depending on what neighborhood you had, because... I grew up, I, I was born in the Robert Taylors. Mm-hmm. From there, we moved on 73rd and Evans. From 73rd and Evans, we moved to 81st and Harper. Okay. From 81st and Harper, we moved on 91st and Cottage Grove. So that's all kind of like in the same little mix, you know what I'm saying? So it was GDs and the BDs. And at such a young age, we knew if you go into this Vadoc, once you once you pass Avalon Park, you go into the Vadoc, that's where the BDs at. You feel mm-hmm. me? And my brother's best friend was Shorty G's son. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> once again, we we moved in this neighborhood. This, these are our first friends. Mm-hmm. We don't know about all that shit. You feel me? We know about gangs, but we don't know we don't know how his his daddy name ring off. So we in the streets with him, and shit just coming to find us because people already know who he is. Picking that shit up off him, and that's crazy. Picking that shit up off him. So I was the one that that. I ain't gonna say I was a, a straight shooter or no shit, but mm-hmm. my brother was the one that was knee deep in the streets. You feel me? 
And growing up without a father figure, I automatically became that father figure. So it's kind of weird being 12, 13, trying to protect your twin brother who really the same age as you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Shit, I mean, let, 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 let's talk about that, though, because that dynamic, that like, like, like it's, it's weird in a lot of ways because it's like, so I could relate, but I grew up with a father in a different way, you feel me, because my dad died when I was pretty much when I came to America. Right. Probably like a year later, my daddy died before he got the camera out here and shit. So it's like, even that, like how you say, it's like, Though I was the youngest, like I got two older brothers, they ain't come out here till I was nine. So it's like a lot of shit was just what's the word? I don't know. You had to figure it out on your own. Yeah, you just had to figure it out on your own. But it's like it's hard to do that when your your frame of knowledge is small as a child. You don't got a point of reference. You really don't know, and you ain't got nobody really guiding you. And then you already know nine times out of ten, if you ain't got no pops in the house, nine times out of ten, OG gone doing a lot work so me as a shorty i spent a lot of time really just with my friends because mama was gone working i ain't had no pops so shit, i'm just with my niggas right you know what i mean them was like my brothers and my pops and them until shit got to really getting better you feel me so i don't think people up. understand the the difficulties of growing up as a young black man because like you say i'm pretty sure you kicked it with your family on thanksgiving and christmas but Majority of that time was with your homies, even on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. It was like... It gets to a point where it's like, man, niggas really just got to go. All right, so before we took that little short little break, you feel me? We was talking about growing up in our communities and how hard it is for a black man. So let's, let's just shift for a second, you know what I'm saying? And let's, let's jump into the... Uh, let's go into COVID. You know what I'm saying? And how that has affected, you know, how you get to your money and how that has opened your eyes to the world. <laughs> well, I mean, just on some real business shit, you know, like, you know, I was a rapper, man. Well, I ain't gonna say I was, but you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a rapper. So prior to COVID, motherfuckers was doing shows and out here networking and building a brand, you know, like trying to get a successful career. And then on the reciprocal side of that, I be doing promotion and shit too. So I be throwing shows and nigga, this COVID then came and just stepped all on my fucking shit, all on the money. You feel me? Cause how you gonna make money if niggas can't come outside? So when when COVID happened and, and you saw the, the shift as far as venues not opening up, not being able to get on the stage yourself as an artist how did that open your eyes and say okay i gotta pivot and i gotta figure out how to how to keep moving forward um it opened my eyes one because it let me know that shit like that is possible it let me know like regardless of what's going on shit can really stop right you know what i mean and i always really been a nigga that had a, a lot of shit going on anyway so even with that situation it didn't hurt me too much but it let me know like that i was right for having a lot of other shit going on, you feel me? Because it's like, all right, this could stop right here, but if you got this, 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 and this going on up over here, shit, you gonna be okay, you feel me? Because just like COVID, your money could stop in a low, in, in a different way. You could have lost your job just regularly, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's my answer for that shit. Now, we was talking about uh, how much money has been in circulation, you know what I'm saying, since we've been on lockdown per yeah. se and like you say it's amazing how much money is out here 
I don't think people realized how much bread was out here because because no. it's it seemed like it's so hard to touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they make it seem like it, it, it is, but it really isn't. And that's really another thing that this COVID should show everybody. Right? Like it's really easy to get money. One. Two, America be lying when they say they ain't got money. Facts. Shit, like what? What you just say off camera? You said the 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 fucking po like the the, the police department paid fourteen trillion in settlements. In settlements for police brutality, uh, un for just people dying at the hands of the police or being abused by police. You know what I'm saying? Even with the Breonna Taylor, I think her family just got what like twelve million. And when you break that down, that's that's a lot of money. Fourteen bro. trillion is a number I couldn't even write on paper right now. It's something that you can't <laughs> really. When <laughs> you think about like it, you shit. can't think. You, it's people to to think of that number. It's a family out here that actually got access to that type of bread. You feel yeah, me? That's a whole another conversation. And it's crazy how the world depict us as black people as being evil, heartless animals you feel me but you got all these other people that's hoarding money allowing people to die homeless from starvation and all types of shit yeah that's what i mean like this year should really open niggas eyes up and let you know like the country that we living in man it ain't it ain't for us so we really got to be for us shit. you know what i mean because if they got 14 trillion to give away for oh we fucked up and they got you feel me Trillions and, and trillions to give away for COVID, but just prior to niggas, we was just in debt. Or we was just all type of crazy shit. We ain't had money to, we ain't got money to do shit. Look at our schools, look at our streets. We ain't got money Facts. to do shit for real, but we got money to do this shit. But like that go back to to what you said. Like you want to run it up, you want to you want to build something here, and you want to build something back in Africa. Sure. I think it's on on us technically to to do it now because ain't it. I'm I'm 33, bro. I don't know how old you are, but you feel me? For my 33 years, for your 25 years, shit. We can't say somebody actually came into our communities and did some good unless it was somebody of our color. And they oh, yeah. did that shit out their own pocket. Yeah. So, growing up, like, I was hollering. Shout out my, to Herb, G. Yeah, that was something big, bro. Built a, I mean, he bought a school, and then he turned it into something that you don't even hear about no more. I know when I was coming up, we had um boys demand programs we could go to the park we could be at the park even though we weren't signed up we could be up in that motherfucker all day you know so really made a real shift though like, like that. that's a crazy part too like when i was coming up i remember the old chicago like the, the you could actually be outside chicago mm-hmm. you feel me like the going to the rink chicago like Man. it was still bussing but it wasn't like it wasn't like how it is it definitely it could was, happen at the rink, but it, it still was fun. It was, it was. You can enjoy your Saturday night, and it might not happen. Yeah, you feel me? It wasn't. You ain't had to worry about it coming from so many ways, so many right. different ways. Right. You feel me? Now everybody got a gun. G. Everybody got a gun. Niggas that don't need to have guns got guns. A lot of niggas that don't need to have guns got guns. Facts. That 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 fucked the streets up in a whole different kind of way. The streets. If you ask me, the streets is a joke nowadays. Yeah, like there's nowhere near being the streets. Dead. Kids, the streets, dead. Please, like, like if 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 you don't understand the dynamic, listen. Like, if you got some homies that you locked in with, you know, be loyal to your people, G. But Facts. just your people, G. Like, 
all that, doing shit for blocks and doing shit for clout. For what? For what? Like, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a wise nigga, bro. So it's like I always learn from other people's mistakes. I ain't gotta bump my head too many times. I still bump my head though. Don't right. get me wrong. But at the same time, I see niggas cap out and know like I can't go like that. You feel me? Can't. That ain't my. I can't. That can't be my story, G. All right. Now, with that being said, like we we see our communities, we see abandoned cribs we see vacant lots and everything and i know one thing you want to speak on was investments mm -hmm. so i know you can invest in your neighborhood you can invest in the stock market you could do forex like it's a lot of avenues out here that all you need is like 50 dollars to get in oh, yeah. and you could run that shit up so what are some investments you want to speak on shit i mean honestly like it's like like just like how you saying like it's it's a world of shit so it really depends on what you into like I, I can't sit up here and recommend something for somebody because it's like, you know, people different. It's it's different strokes for different folks. Right. But me personally, I think it's a good thing to have your money in a lot of different things, regardless of whatever it is, whether you investing in stocks, whether you investing in music, your own self or somebody else, you know what I mean? Whether you invested in any type of any type of business endeavor that you see can grow, you know what I mean? Or that you can see expanding and you know what I mean? You can probably put other people on, like, I feel like, just just, just try, you feel me? Like, it don't gotta be something that everybody else is doing. Right. Just like, it could be just an idea. Like, that's like that's really how indie promo started, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you, like, that ain't no shit that I always wanted to do. I ain't never know I was gonna catch a wave on some promo shit, nigga. I'm a fucking rapper. Right. So it's just one nigga. One day I woke up. I think I had REM sleep or something because I don't think I was sleeping. Like it's like I caught it in my sleep and I woke up and did it. You know what I mean? It's like I was sleeping. I felt like man, I should probably do this. This would be a cool idea. And I just didn't sit on it. You know what I mean? I was used to having cool ideas and just was like, oh, that was a cool idea, and then letting it go somewhere. Right. And not time, following through. Yeah. This time I was like, let me just see what I get from it. And I, I got a lot from that shit, bro. You feel me? Like. Money wise, just connection wise, like most importantly, connection wise, bro. Cause I done met a lot of people, bro. And I done built a lot of rapport. Just motherfuckers see any way I'm moving, bro. <laughs> Feel me? Like, speak on that. Cause, uh, like, even me, like, like we was talking about the only for the real shit. Mm -hmm. It was a time in life where I didn't understand how to, how to nurture a relationship. I didn't even understand the importance of building with people to the point that, you know what I'm saying? If I look at, all of the people that we touched, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, in that short amount of time, and I look at where they are now, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, I'm like, damn, I could have built with that person, I could have built with that person. Where would I be in life type shit, you know what I'm saying? So how important has, like you say, you done met some important people through networking. Bro, networking is the most important thing, bro. It's more important than money. It's more important than any fucking thing because, especially in this industry because, like, that's really what motherfuckers do. That's really what people move off of. You know what I mean? Sad to say, you can have all the talent in the world, but if somebody close connections and they cousins with so-and-so, or, you know, they know you from the yo, and, you know, you can rub elbows up over here, you, you probably going to catch that opportunity over the man that, you know, he just, he just got 
got some nice music or you know what I mean? But it ain't even just about that, bro. It's like all the time I, I say it's about being open, G. Cause sometimes you may not see a vision, but sometimes you just gotta be open. Like shout out to my nigga Laka. Me and my nigga Laka, Laka films and shit. Like mm-hmm. when we was in college, like you know, I know him on some African shit, because our peoples know each other and type shit. So we was in college, we was doing business on some good money, you know, we was serving all doing all that shit. I already know how so the nigga I remember like when he first picked up a camera, me and my homie Savo, we had a song called More. You know what I mean? And Laka was telling me, he was like, hey man, I wanna shoot this song, bro. He was like, I wanna I want I wanna shoot this song, you feel me? Just give me 75, I wanna shoot the song. And me, my little arrogant ass, I'm like, man, look, uh I'll probably let him get his little sauce a little bit up before I you feel me. Right. Thinking I'm you whatever the fuck, you know. I'm what, how old am I? I'm nineteen. You know what I mean? So shit like that. But it's like to look and see is like motherfucker take off. Still fuck with you though. Like I could still hit the nigga up, you still call me, but it's like business is business, G. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like networking is all always important because one, you don't never want to be that nigga that I'm talking about. Cause I ain't even that nigga. Right. But it's like you don't want to be that nigga. You feel me? Cause it's not a marathon. I mean, it's not a race, G. It's a fucking marathon. You feel me? That's why I don't even. I don't even put nobody down about this shit. I don't even, man. Cause it's like all it take is that one opportunity. All it take, bro. That's all it take. You feel me? And I be real, real low key about shit that I got going on. Cause I don't even like how I said. I don't even be one of niggas to be all. You feel me, giddy giddy buddy buddy in my face, cause they know what's gonna happen. But right. I'm even sitting in that, bro. It's like networking is key, bro. Like, cause you can meet a motherfucker, they could turn some shit on for you real quick. And you never know who they are. Like, you can't just look at somebody and be like, "Oh, they important." Cause the important people never look important, do they? No. And it, it's always, like I say, if, cause once again, I never been, like I can talk. I don't like talking, but I could talk, you feel me? If I'm in a situation where I gotta talk, but I hate that shit. <laughs> like I'm what they call it an introvert. So if it's a situation where I can gain some information or I can even pass some knowledge on, I'm always ready for that shit. Like I love giving people information or helping them with an idea. And that's why I started my own little marketing business. Cause I was like, my power is not to be the man, you know what I'm saying? My power is to help everybody else with their goals and their vision, which is my fucking power. Yeah. And I understand that, you know what I'm saying? And it's nothing wrong with none of that because everybody want to be Mike. Don't nobody want to be Pip, you feel me? Don't nobody want to be Ron Harper, you feel me? But we all going to the same place. Yeah. I would rather not be known, you know what I'm saying, and have a nice little bag than to be known and can't enjoy the bag. Yeah, like speak on that shit, bro, because it's like, I don't know if it be ego or it be, you know, like I I can't call it, but it's like I'm coming the same exact way when it come with the marketing shit because it's like I I can't ever look at that shit like it's it's some it's some personal shit, bro. You feel me? Because it, it's like it's it speaks so many volumes, bro. Like if if you go on Indie Promo Connect website right now, it'll tell you like the mission behind the shit is to promote all entrepreneurs possibly and help them build a brand. All right. You know what I mean? I feel like, bro, 
if I'm the nigga that help you grow your business, regardless of what I do for you, what you do for me, that rapport always gonna be there. You feel me? That's a network. That's a connection. Head. How can you beat that shit? And then it's like, with marketing, bro, what doesn't need marketing? Like, what what in life can you have sustainable without marketing? Shit, everything is marketing. Every, when you bro. think about it, everything. Every, fuck, every little thing, every single fucking thing. Every single <coughs> So, you just got to, like, learn your wave, learn your demographic. Trying to sell your ways to and connect with them people, G. Cause it's big ass fan bases out here, bro. It's big ass markets for shit. You know what I what I realized? A lot of people get discouraged with it taking a minute for them to get that buzz or get that clout. Like if if you got a hot song, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You drop it, it may not bubble. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't double back on that hot song though. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Or don't even put a hundred dollars. Like I got a homie, he uh he paid to get on um World Star at the mm-hmm. top banner. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. He paid a lot of money for that shit. And yeah, but it's my, worth it though. But my question to him was, how could he have spent that money in a smarter way? Oh yeah, he could have. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, that's a good look, and yeah, people gonna watch that video. But, but at the same time, how many of them people gonna? actually go to your IG page. How many of people gonna search you on on um YouTube? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could have used that money to market your personal IG page. Yeah. Your own brand compared to paying to use somebody else's brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and you, you sometimes you gotta learn the difference. You know what I mean? You can't really just pick every egg out the basket. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sometimes you gotta like create your own A lot of times, everybody way ain't gonna be your way. Right. You know what I mean? And, and shit, that's all people looking for every day, all the time. Anyway, it's the new shit. The new mm-hmm. shit. What's new? What's new I can get into? So, if you be an innovative person and you got the new shit, then you right on the bag, right on the money. Bro, that's why the internet so important. Like, the, I ain't gonna stunt. The internet is a scary ass place. The internet is. Fucking a crazy, yeah, just, just like how you said, it's a scary ass place because it's its own universe. Dude. Facts. The internet is like a universe. And shit like, don't down the internet. <sighs> shit live on forever. Like when you think about the uh, the Tory and Meg situation, let's go back a couple months. Tory was like the hottest nigga in the game. You feel me? And this was beyond music because he was doing this thing with quarantine radio. He was getting all types of deals. And then you got a situation that occurs where allegedly he shot this woman in the foot. You feel me? Personally, I don't think he did, but I, I mean, in the world, turn on you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, me personally, I kind of agree. I don't necessarily think he did, but not based off of anything that he said. Just based off of my common sense and my notion. Facts. You know what I mean, I personally feel like because I listened to, I guess, her explanation. She said something like. Um, you know, they got into it. She she walked out the car. He shot her, and the police came, and she got back in the car. I just feel like, nigga, 
it just ain't make sense to me. Yeah, it just don't it just don't add up. Cause I feel like a person that shot is gonna react like a person that shot. Mm-hmm. Even if you shot at, you're gonna react like a person that shot. I don't think a nigga anybody, I don't think a person that shoot at that shoot you gonna get back in the car with them. Right. And then go police. I don't think you're gonna get back in the car with them. You probably keep it pushing, go somewhere else, but get back in the car with them and just let your leg bleed out like it's it, it it could have happened, but like I say, I don't think that shit happened. You know what I'm saying? Just off the yeah. strength, she she lied to the police, then she went on IG Live and told the truth. Like to me, that's just backwards as fuck. Ain't, ain't that legal? That's what I'm saying. You that's, <laughs> that's a false statement. Too. You you gave the police a false statement, and then you went on IG and said, "Yeah, this nigga shot me." Like to me, I've dealt with a lot of women, a lot of toxic women, and that just had toxic written all over it for me. But that go back to once again, none of us know what the fuck happened. Yeah. He know what happened. She know what happened. Whoever was in that was car know what happened. But the so internet run with a narrative and automatically that's the truth yeah. and that can ruin lives. Yeah, that's real fucked up because all speculations is all speculations is even if the speculation true, it's just like it seemed like speculation just go over law. So, like, for example, like, one of my homies was just talking about Bill Cosby earlier. This nigga is $300 million up. Probably more, right? All right. None of that shit could save him. At all. None of that shit could save him. He's still booked. Still booked. He was past the statute of limitations. None of that shit really holds no way to court for real, for real. Still booked. I mean, I think he did the shit personally, but, I mean, irregardless, like, you know, the justice system how right. like how like how afraid is this shit how afraid is this shit when when a motherfucker can can be judged by the public instead of by the law for real right you know what i mean public opinion seem like it hold more weight these days how though like that's, and that's the craziest part it's dumb like it's like the the shift of i ain't even gonna say the coach i don't even know how to describe the shit but it's like a a, a virtual shift the universe bro and nobody can explain it. It's the internet universe. It's like, but it's like, it feel like it's a nigga pushing buttons on the shit too. Like, <laughs> it's all propaganda. Like, hey, let me start this shit. Boom. Yeah, all this shit is is propaganda. Like, and it's all distracting from like real, real, real ass shit. Mm-hmm. You know, niggas can't really pay attention to shit that's really going on. Like, so let's talk about this. This shit always bothered me my whole life because I learned in elementary school that our motherfucking. Um, Popular vote does not does matter. Not, does not matter and towards it's crazy. the presidential election. But that's the only time they seriously pushing for motherfuckers to vote. Right now. Like, even w- the last time I voted was for Obama the first time. I ain't vote for him the second time. I ain't vote for Trump or Hillary. You know what I'm saying? Even though I did not want Hillary to win <laughs> at all. You feel me? I was like, shit, if Trump win, Trump win. As long as Hillary don't win. Right. But it come to a point where it's like, like you say, like, if this shit don't matter, then why are y'all pushing it on us so much? Like, I want to know what's the reason to get people to vote. Like, it got to be something that we ain't understanding. Either they scanning faces to make sure we still look how we look when we walk in this motherfucker or something. Like, it's something well, that we don't like understand. Census shit. Because, you know, once you register to vote, then, you know, people like they can call you for, like, jury duty and shit like that. Like, they, they, they got that kind of access to information to be able to, like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, some 
over American shit just trying to, you know. America wild this year, bro. But when you say, like we was talking about how much money America got and shit, it's still people out here that ain't get their first stimulus check. It's people that out here that wasn't eligible for unemployment. It's people out here starving. They ain't getting to no money right now. And then you got other people that's being that's saw this as an opportunity and, and capitalizing off of it. Like it's gonna be a lot of millionaires that come out of this shit. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. And it's crazy because it's I hate to to call it free money, but shit, free money. You feel me? It was I had people close to me that was doing the loans. I'm like, boy, your ass going to jail. <laughs> Ain't nobody went to jail yet. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn. But I mean, you got to think about it. Like, at, at at some point, it gets oversaturated, and that's what fuck I, it up. Yeah, that's what fuck it up. But at the same time, that's what kind of help it too. Cause nine million motherfuckers can't go to jail. Can't get everybody. Can't get everybody. You feel me? You can get some motherfuckers. You can get the niggas that's really, really going crazy, being sloppy. But you can't get everybody. You know. So that's what I mean. Like, I, I ain't even mad at Trump, G. So you talking about like he really opened up shit like in a in a sense for for if you really one of them people if you innovative and you got some kind of initiative you found your way, bro. This time it's been nothing but an eye opener to me because once again the podcast I started this podcast through this shit. I um I had commercials created. I had flyers created all for my marketing business. Dope. Just waiting on me. I mean, just waiting on the time for me to just push the button on when it's time to go for this shit. Yeah. And I feel like I'm fully prepared for whatever the future holds for me. You know what I'm saying? Just by insulating myself and, and how can I say this? Like, making myself more valuable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't broke heat presses and all types of shit you feel me i, I might as well be my own little business in the crib you yeah. feel me but that's what that's the opportunity that this downtime has given me yeah. you know what i'm saying really put things into perspective i'm investing in real estate i'm doing all types of shit that last year probably i talk about it but i wasn't putting no action into the shit but it's 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 more so about time bro it's about time I, i'll tell you some real shit i ain't had a job since 2017 bro reason being is because like i just really started deciding to really work for myself i felt i found more value in myself than i did in the other labor that i was doing working for jobs and shit like ups and little shit like that so i decided like i'm gonna go hard and ain't gonna lie ever since i decided that my life been my quality of life been a hundred times better you know the money that i'm making a hundred times more you know what i mean and the progress that i'm making times better because I, I delegate my time in the, in the way that I see fit you feel me so I'm not straining and pushing and pulling you feel me like if I need to do some shit I can get that shit done if I need somebody else to do it I get that it, it get done you know what I mean and I ain't got other things hindering me like I'm just doing what I want to do do you remember the moment where you was like man I ain't never going back to work yeah 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 ain't gonna lie to you I was working in UPS I was working in Hodgkins, bro, and at that time I had my baby. So it's like the way that the way that shit worked with Hodgkins, I ain't had I ain't had my car in. So you had to like wait um, on that bus. On that one bus. And if you get off early, you waiting on that bus. Yeah. So magic. Before I'm getting on that bus, I had to drop my baby off at daycare, but I ain't got no car. 
Mm-hmm. I gotta take my baby on the bus to daycare, right. and his daycare is on 111th in like Michigan. You feel me? But I was staying on 87th and Morgan, so I had to get on the bus from 87th and Morgan early in the morning, take my baby to daycare, then go come back that way, 79th, get on the Hodgkin bus, right. and then do all that. I'm doing all that. I'm making 250 out the week though. You feel me? And it's like, you know, prior to like, you know, it was just a, it was just a time for me, like, cause I had had better jobs, but it was just like, that's just had what came at the time. And boy, I was feeling that shit, bro. Just throwing them boxes, boy. And knowing all the other shit I got going on. Like, and then it's like, I ain't gonna lie, I caught a little wave on some finesse and shit. And that same little, that same little 250, I made it that day. this not even fuck this because I, I still was I, like i still tried the next day i missed the bus for work crazy like i tried hard as fuck to get there <laughs> oh god just don't let me go i just missed the bus and then i was like you know what fuck it i missed the bus i ain't i ain't, I ain't gonna waste my day I'm, I'm gonna stay in the crib and apply the time that i was gonna spend at work to whatever the fuck I had going on. I ain't gonna say what I had going on, but I'm just saying I was just apply that same time. Right. All that time, them eight hours I was gonna be at work. Let me apply these eight hours to this shit. Right. You feel me? Since it's working for me. Shit. I did that. Two days later, I had a thousand dollars. Then I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I ain't going back. Cause I seen the value on myself. I'm like, all right, bro. I know. Like, if I can really, 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 really do this shit, like, really just learn how to fucking whatever brand bag whatever i have going on if i can learn it i can i can learn how to make money right and then years prior like like i was telling you before i had this job i kind of did a marketing job bro like i was working for this company called just just entire energy we, we sold gas and electricity and shit so i was going i was knocking door to door and shit you feel me i was that nigga you want to do this get your uh make your bill cheaper all right shit breaking it down for motherfuckers. But when I did that, bro, I made hella money, G. That was the most money I ever made from a job. I ain't gonna lie to you. Do you think that money. was the most important job you ever had? Cause, yes, Cause it seemed like you, you yes, learned everything you needed to learn. Yeah. Cause it's I, like, motherfuckers sell drugs, motherfuckers do all this shit. But if you could sell a product, you could sell anything. Exactly. You feel me? Yes, sir. Because I learned, a, I learned a, a, a world of shit. Like I learned that. The most important thing I learned, bro, is that you never sell in the product. You're selling yourself. Right. That's the most important thing I learned. Because it's like, all the time, bro, when I get deals and people, right, because people will fuck with me, bro. I be knocking on the door. People come smoke their weed with me. They let me eat their dinner, whatever the fuck. And they always tell me, like, you know, I, don't really, I ain't really interested in what you got going on, but I just want to help you because I like you. Right. You know what I mean? I just like your energy, the way you came, how you, you know. So I noticed, like, then, like, bro, shit. It don't matter what you selling, bro. If you selling yourself, people gonna buy into it. You know what I mean? People gonna buy into that shit. And shit, nigga, I made a lot of money doing that shit. <laughs> nigga, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. And then like that—that that was a confidence booster for, for me because that was a commission-based job, bro. Right. People scared to have a commission-based job because shit, your money relying on you one hundred percent. It's relying on you one hundred percent. But I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. When I worked that job, I only worked that job for two months. 
I ended up getting fired because I got on some thirsty shit and did some tweak out shit. Right. I called and I couldn't work after that. I was like, man, walking this shit is this shit is over with. But bro, when I say consistently every Tuesday, I probably was making like twelve. I was making in the range between twelve hundred and twenty five hundred dollars. You feel me? My first big check was thirty six hundred dollars. I got that shit because um, they had sent me out the street of Illinois, man. Like I was in the street of Illinois, and they they was doing like some um, some incentives. So uh, my manager called me. He was like, "Hey, man, shit, you know, if you write fifty deals, shit, you get a two thousand dollar bonus, and you get this PS4." Yeah. I'm like, well, "Shit, that sound good to me. That's the reason to work harder, nigga." Right. You feel me? So that's what I did. I was, I, we stayed out there for a week. You know, motherfuckers had grabbed the hotel or whatever. So it's like, yeah, they would just wake up and just get to it. Did you get the PS4? Hell yeah. <laughs> nigga, I got a PS4. I got a promotion, nigga. I got motherfucking the bonus, the $2,000 bonus. Nigga. Right. They promoted me to assistant crew coordinator after that week. This is my first full week of work. So how did that job correlate to your, your new beginning, which is now? And um, how did that empower you? It, like, like, like how I just said, it just made me realize that whatever the fuck I do, as long as I'm selling myself, like the way that I do things, I'm gonna always be good. So it's like, even with the promo, bro, like, like the way we do this promo shit, bro, it be all love. That's why people like like to come to our events, bro, because they don't be like the other Chicago shit, and that's fake. Why we started. That's fake why we started doing the, the promo shit. Because on some rapping shit, bro, I remember I go to these spots, bro. And it just don't be right. Like, you know what I mean? It just don't be right. Motherfuckers be playing with niggas' times and shit. Motherfuckers be not giving motherfuckers the true respect that they deserve. But it's like, that oh, shit, bro. Motherfuckers come, have fun, have drinks, show love, bitch twerking, whatever the fuck. It's like, it's a different kind of vibe. It's like, I don't even really know how to explain it. Like, it's a vibe. But it's like, everybody really on the same page. Like, you know how you'll go places and it'll be busting, but it's still kind of dry. It's a it's a group right yeah. here having fun and everybody and it, else chilling. And then, it, then it's another group over here having fun but yeah. and everybody else. Like that, it don't be like that. Everybody kind of be on one accord. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of shit that I like to be around. Like, if we all going to be in communion, let's be in communion. You feel me? Ain't no point of being around a bunch of motherfuckers that's not on the same shit. So you as an artist... Well, you being an artist, that also helped you, you know what I'm saying, throw events. Cause, yeah. Because you, I'm pretty sure you done, you done been to those events where it's 50 artists performing. Yep. And it's like, bro, like, how the fuck is this going to happen? Yep. Like, I've been at them events, and I had my homie like, bro, like, all these people ain't going to be able to perform. It's impossible you overbook this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and one, the, the eye-opening event for me was when I literally had to, Give my all just to get my cousin to perform, cause yeah. it was overbooked and cuz ain't show up on time. But that's my cousin, so he gotta hit the stage. Yeah. You know, fuck all these niggas. <laughs> and he run back, hey bro, man, you got the man, hey bro, hey man, you got the hey bro. And then on some promoter shit, I know them niggas. Fuck you talking about? They irritated too, cause it's a, it's ten other niggas doing the same shit. But that's like you say, when you do it the right way, people pay attention, and yeah. that allow you to grow your brand and grow your vision because motherfuckers know I got to come. I got to be professional. You know what I'm saying? Ain't going to be no bullshit yeah. and we going to have a good time. Like who wouldn't want to perform somewhere where it's busting at? Because yeah. a lot of times people get on stage, they perform and ain't nobody even interacting with them. Yeah. Like everybody holding the con. Ain't nobody even looking at you, exactly. bro. Exactly. 
Right. A lot of times, my motherfuckers be doing all this to go to shows. People go to their shows and then they leave with their supporters or they do all that funny fake shit. That shit uh-huh. fool goofy as hell, right? You know what I mean? That's why it's like we be trying to create the environment for everybody to be around. That's why it's not just artists. Right. I mean, that's why we be having networking events. Like you'll come to our events, <clears throat> it'll be food vendors, it'll be people selling clothes, motherfuckers selling sex toys, motherfuckers, cameraman in that bitch recording, shooting shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if you're not an artist, it's still beneficial for you to come because you'll get to network with a lot of people and still grow your brand, grow your business in some kind of way. If you're an engineer, shit, it's 40 artists. Right. You feel me? Come do your shit. You're a cameraman. You will, you make clothes. What you, you do makeup is, is women artists here. Like, you know what I mean? It's other people. Like, and it's not just, you know what I mean? So. Uh, you being an artist, I know you working on some shit. I know you got yeah. some shit in the stash. So no. what you working on? So look, really, I'm working on world of shit that's 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 why it's kind of like for the motherfuckers that's been like listening to me for a minute that's probably why it's saying like i've been gone for a minute it ain't that i just been like really dived in like bro like i I built my own studio in the crib that's important you feel me like i learned i already took my time and learned how to mix and master and engineer and shit for myself so it's like now everything pardon body everything that i'm gonna be playing everything that i'm gonna be giving the motherfuckers is gonna be real professional quality shit you feel me and then it's i'm, I'm coming with the best sound because i don't really had time to really like hone in to myself so it's like the music that i'm finna be giving you like how early how you were saying like how you felt that shit because it was real authentic i'm finna be giving motherfuckers a whole lot more of that shit in different arenas you know what i mean because it's like i don't even just do the rapping i'll be singing on some other shit and like i got other shit going on i got afro beats music so it's a lot of shit coming like in reality in this time going into about march i'm probably trying to drop like three mixtapes you feel me the first one i'm finna drop is called h2m headed to the moon and that shit that's just like some real saucy shit that's just gonna be like the tape with a lot of vibes on it you know what i mean like on some on some travis scott down tolliver type shit like just really you know what I mean? Like some pop appeal music or some shit. Like some right. shit that just really get you up trippy. <clears throat> I'ma still have some other little bangers on there for the motherfuckers that wanna rock out, but that's the way with that. And then I'm working on this project. It's called um Living Legend. Like when with Living Legend, what I'm doing is basically I'm just remixing a bunch of um older songs. So like I got this song to um Fabulous, Can't Let You Go. You feel me? Like, I remade that shit. Like, that shit is a completely different song. It sounds crazy. Ain't got to be hard, though. It's hard. Because it's, it's certain songs that you know. You can't do. If you do it wrong, then I'm the type that's going to be like, man, why the fuck you touch this <laughs> shit? You feel me? I feel the same way. It's certain songs you can't really touch. But it's like, that's why even with the living legend, it's like, I had to take all them songs and make a complete different song. Like, like if you never heard the first song, you probably just like there'd be no way for you to correlate it the right. only thing that's probably similar is the beat but there's no way for you to correlate like if you just heard that song you'll be like damn that's a new song so what you're saying low-key because we whenever people jump on other people's shit Lil Wayne automatically come up Wayne made they song his song mm-hmm. so you 100 percent comfortable in saying that you literally made these songs your own song yeah awesome awesome Take it farther on some, like, you listen to, have you listened to, I know you're not listening to it currently, have you listened to the Chicks tapes and shit like that yeah. with Tori uh-huh. and how he, like, really be taking shit and then some of them bitches be like, oh, yeah, that's Tori shit. Like that. 
You feel me? So when can't I? Right, when is we gonna get that one? Um, I'm I'm gonna start pushing them bitches like really when it get cold because I got plans with videos and the the treatment for the, the the certain songs that I got. I need like autumn snow leaves and mm. shit like that because I really want to give it out in a way where motherfuckers could get it fully. It's a vibe. It's a vibe and understand it like the full package type right. shit. But before then, I'm coming with the saucy shit like the H2M, just the shit to pick motherfuckers up to let motherfuckers know like, oh yeah, shorty, shorty got that shit, shorty back. You feel me? Then I'm coming with the H2M, just nigga. Like it's like it's hard to explain because there's so many different flavors. Like I just said, I did fabulous, can't let you go. But then I did LL Cool J doing it. You feel me? Now that's a whole nother different vibe. Then I got motherfucking Mrs. Officer. Whole another different vibe, you feel me? What the fuck else on there that I did? Like I can't even remember, but it's it's plenty of other shit. And then it's like, boy, I got songs like for H2M that's finna drop. I got song on there called Honey K. Nigga, that shit. Every time that shit play, everywhere I'm going, all I see is people just turning their head. You feel me? I just like I just I just be driving down the street because I know I ain't dropped the song. Don't nobody know the song, but I just drive it down the street and just like gauge people reaction and shit. And that's all I see, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Now, are there all these songs gonna be on the streaming platforms? Hell yeah! Because I feel like a lot of artists lose when they just put it on, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, um, I, 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 I been had my shit together as far as like, um, just putting music out in a professional manner. So it's like the only thing that I really was waiting on was the professional quality. But right. yeah, like, pretty soon, like, I just, I just, I just dropped the video. Called fake the funk. That, that bitch on YouTube right now. Shit. If y'all want to, y'all go check that bitch out. That bitch is finna do some fucking um, numbers because I'm finna put some real promo behind that bitch. But that shit finna be on H2M, and that's kind of like the the sauce that I'm coming with. Like it's just you know real bouncy. You know what I'm saying you feel me? Like wake your ass up. You feel me? Like how I dropped that last mixtape before, like a couple years ago in 2012. Stop sleeping. It's kind of like that, but just not gauged around that thing but just like with that energy though right motherfucker just wake your ass up you know what i mean because it's like we come in full force and we come in strong like i don't even want to talk too much about like other shit and like business and shit but i'm really finna be in the whole movie i really got like fucking uh strand of weed coming shout out the fucking parkway dispensaries like you know what i mean it's hold a whole on, lot on, of shit on, coming there it's like let's stop right there at the <laughs> strand of weed <laughs> How did you go about getting your strand of weed? Well, honestly, it's really all through my management because you know, like I was telling you before, like my manager, he be um he he well versed in the marijuana field. You know what I mean? He actually part owners of three different dispensaries: one Jordan, one another one. I can't remember the um I can't remember the third name, and then you know Parkway. You know we doing business with Parkway and shit. So just on some music shit, he been introducing me to people like cultivators and people like growers, like people in the marijuana field. Like he been taking me to marijuana equity events and I just been chopping it up, doing my own negotiations, trying to see, you know, how I can go about branding myself more. You right. Know what I mean, like, and people know me as a nigga, like f for the, for the most part, I know like everybody know me as a nigga that got good weed and get high. So that's another thing I can sell, bro. You feel me? And I could, I could sell that shit legally. The, the good way. You hey, feel I me? could I could just see the rollout playing right now. You know what I mean. I already. I, hey, as soon as you said 
you getting your own screen. I done came up with a marketing rollout for you. You feel me? Yeah. Just like that. Sure. And now, then even even before my strand come, we got another strand coming. It's called uh, Marijuana Hall of Fame. So what Marijuana Hall of Fame is, it's a strand of weed. It's also like a, a physical place. Like um, they're they, they, they going to have a building in Vegas. I can't tell you the exact spot because it ain't there yet, but they're going to have a building in Vegas. It's like a, um, they got a website so you can go look it up. They got a domain name and shit. And basically what the mission behind Marijuana Hall of Fame is, is just like really to give a Hall of Fame to the motherfuckers that helped um, make marijuana acceptable, like in, in, in the culture, like for American culture or just culture in general. Like mm -hmm. people like rappers to scientists that people like that do CBD and, you know, like radio personalities, just people that help push the issue and make it comfortable for it to be, you know, even legal. You know what I mean? Now, so, let me ask you, how important was it for you to get money in, in multiple ways? Um, I feel like, shit, once again, I, I ain't going to say the most important thing, but very important because, you know, like, I'm sure if coming up, motherfucker told you don't always have your eggs in one basket. Right. You know what I mean? So that and the way that I look at myself, bro, like, I look at myself as like a mogul, you know what I mean? Though it may not be here yet, it's here. So I know like I pay attention to other people that, you know, that's done the shit that I want to do. Like niggas that I look up to like 50, niggas like Diddy, niggas like Grant Cordon, and motherfuckers that really got paper that really did some shit. And I'm like, damn, how do I go about, you know what I mean, getting that? And I, and I know everybody that got true paper is not coming from one way. Right. So if I want to be a nigga that got true paper, I got to have a lot of different avenues going for myself and let them bitches grow. You feel me? So that's, yeah, that's why it became important for me for sure. All right, now, let me ask you, what does the rules of engagement mean to you? Oh, they mean a lot, G, because, like, how I was telling you before, bro, like, <sighs> though, like, how I was telling you about my homie Isaiah and shit, like, though, that situation don't don't necessarily apply because you know that was out at a party he was at an outing and shit. Still, the hurt that be there, you know what I mean. I know the hurt that I felt from motherfucking just losing my homie. So I can imagine the hurt people be feeling from losing their children and losing just people that's not involved. You know what I mean. People that's a victim. People, I mean, people that's becoming a victim because, like, niggas just don't really want to be cowboy about that shit. You know what I mean? Like, niggas, like, want to be gangster, but they don't want to be, like, gangster, gangster. You feel me? Like, and the street's fucked up anyway. So it's like, to even be doing this shit now is really, it's really fake goofy capping, but it's like, you, you, you see this shit, bro. Like, niggas really out here, like, like... In the last three months, we done lost how many kids in our city, bro? Too many. You know what I mean? So, rules of engagement mean a lot to me because it's like, I got kids too, nigga. Like, shit. Whatever the fuck petty shit a motherfucker got going with me, like, I I, I would like for a motherfucker to hold that shit if you see me with my family because I'll do that shit if I see you with your family because I'm a real nigga. Right. You feel me? So, I love that respect. You feel me? And, that's what I mean. Like, the streets fucked up because niggas ain't got no kind of respect for themselves, for the law, for their gang even. Because it's like, niggas be doing all this and then niggas are snitching. 
You feel me? Niggas is snitching. <laughs> kids. Kids. So it's like, this shit is, I ain't, ain't going to say it's pointless, but like I said before earlier, like, man, fuck with your gang, bro. Like, fuck with your people that fuck with you. Don't be fucking with a bunch of extra niggas because of a name or because of a gang or because of a, because that shit don't matter at the end of the day, boy. Facts. Niggas ain't going to put shit on your books, boy. Them niggas ain't going to put shit on your books unless they fuck with you. What's crazy is you can go down a whole list of of self-proclaimed gangsters and just listen to their story and listen to when they got jammed up or or some shit got fucked up and watch or look at how many people were still there that was still fucked with them that that made phone calls or like the realest shit I've ever heard is if I die who gonna take care of my son who gonna take care of my daughter. Damn. And it ain't too many thorough motherfuckers like that. Like, I done I don't have people I know since I was a shorty that I don't even talk to the today. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no bad blood. It's just I just can't be around certain people no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I like everybody reach a point in their life where they gotta elevate. And then, like you say, you start looking at things a lot different. Yeah, like, yeah. man, yeah. if you catch me out. Bro, you see me with my kid. It's just certain shit you don't do as a as a man. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like what the fuck you got going on? Like even when we go back to remember they lured Shorty and they they killed Shorty because they couldn't find the daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that sucker shit. That sucker shit, right? That like even if like nigga don't touch my mama. Don't touch nigga. Man, you got a problem. So you you just gotta catch me when you catch me. And then it's like a lot of times the problems niggas be having with niggas that don't be that shit like. It don't be nothing for like niggas. Don't equal death. Yeah, you know. So that's that's so that's another thing about rules of engagement. Everything don't equal death. Right. You feel me? Like sometimes, nigga, you could, you could beat a nigga, but you scared a nigga gonna beat you back. Nah, like I I I play devil's advocate because I like coming up, G. Like niggas used to fight a lot, and I understand how fighting could turn into shooting right. real quick. But it's like that's why it's like niggas like us need to be present though need to be around because it's like that that probably was the only thing that was missing for for us coming up niggas that just niggas being present because just like how i grew up with a nigga that with no daddy g shit everybody in my gang we ain't had no daddy so right. that's why we fucked with each other so hard you feel me part in the body but shit like that you know so <clears throat> i just feel like us as people bro if, if we want to elevate bro we we, we we gotta all First off, internally, look at ourselves and look at what we're doing and see how the fuck can we elevate our people. You know, we ain't got to change the world, G, but how the fuck is you going to elevate the motherfuckers that you sitting around every day? Right. You feel me? And you should want to elevate the motherfuckers that you sitting around every day because you should want to elevate yourself. And if you elevating yourself and you still got motherfuckers that's not elevating, you holding yourself back. Facts. You know what I mean? So, yeah, nigga. Just got to do that shit, bro. All right, before we get out of here, you got any shout-outs? Anybody you want to, you know, show some love to? Oh, man, show some love to all my people, man. You know I'm a Gresham baby, man. Shout-out to everybody over there on Gresham, man. Shout-out to my motherfucking mama, G. She just turned 60 yesterday. You know, Happy I mean? birthday. Shout-out to my mama. Happy birthday. Shout-out to my nigga V, Big Vinny. You know how we coming, man. We going to take over the fucking world, man. Shout out to my nigga T.Y., nigga. Y'all know how we coming, bro. That's my nigga forever. Fuck you talking about. And shout out to the whole gang. You know, Matt Gang forever, nigga. 437, nigga. 
you know, shit, what the fuck else can I say, man? Shout out to God, bro. Shout out to the God outside and the God inside, because we all guys in this bitch, you know? Man, I, first I want to say thank you. I appreciate you for sliding through, you know what I'm saying? Because regardless of anything, like, you ain't have to come, you know what I'm saying? You ain't have to have an honest conversation with me. We ain't have to talk about none of this shit, but you came, you feel me? And I appreciate you for that. No, for sure. I'm going to be back, too, because we got a hell of more shit to talk about. Hey, don't worry. I got a, I got a lot of shit going on. And, like, what's crazy about me and my podcast, like, if you go back through all the interviews, like, some of them people you may have never heard of, bro. Them all people that I'm connected to or somebody I'm connected to connected to. Okay. You feel me? So, I always wanted to to reach out to people that I genuinely fuck with. Yeah. And shit, I've been fucking with you through the music for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So everybody that I fuck with, like if you hit this, I want you on my show. Cause everybody got a, a message to tell. Everybody got something to give. For sure. And I would, when I close out my shows, I always say you never know who listening and you never know who need to hear what you got to say. You know what I'm saying? Like Pac say, shit, I might not change the world, but I'm going to change a life that may change the world. You know what I'm saying? So who knows who's going to be touched by everything that you had to say. You know what I'm saying? It might be some African kids out there right now. Like, man, I, don't, I hate this shit. Because I know growing up being a bummy kid or or being a kid that, that couldn't talk clear or anything, like you was getting picked on. You know what I'm saying? And... I want us to learn how to elevate from those things. So hopefully everything that I'm doing touch somebody that need to be touched. All right. So once again, man, I appreciate you for sliding through, man. This has been another conversation with Jay. Yeah, man. Fuck with Jay, man. He thorough, Jay, for sure. (laughs) Facts. (laughs)